Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, Stace here from the Thinker Girls. We are recording a live 411 every Thursday at the Sheaf in Double Bay. Come and have a drink with Christy and I and join in on all the fun of watching The Bachelor. If you're into it or not, I'm not so much, you will enjoy the night. Thursday nights at the Sheaf in Double Bay, Sydney. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. I hope you were having a smashing week. Very good. Whenever you're listening to this. It might be today when it comes out or it might be three weeks later. We don't really care. We're just glad you're here. Today's episode is uh, a guest interview, uh, Renee Sims, who is the niece of Lynette Dawson, a woman that was gone missing but potentially was murdered from her husband and a podcast has been created by that exact story called The Teacher's Pet. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But it is an incredible chat. It is a tricky chat, to, to, I've got to mm, say. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. it was very exciting to have her in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was hard to navigate because we were ex- really excited to speak to Renee because you started listening to this podcast and you were raving about it. Mm-hmm. And then I did the same and listened to, I think, 11 episodes in two days. Like, that's 11 hours worth. Hectic. It's inte- like I just had one earphone in my ear the, the entire day getting around supermarket shopping at the, you know, like whatever I was doing at the gym, I was just engrossed in it. So excited to meet her but felt guilty to be excited because her – her auntie's it's, it's her probable murder so her, right. her her family's been through hell and back yet we're frothing to meet her so it was a weird place to be it was a very strange energy and it's in my home too so you kind of feel like you've invited somebody into the home that is um that's also living a real life um potential murder mystery you know it's just it's a strange energy it's a strange energy to have but renee is also a thinker girl posse member has been um, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly loyal and a big listener of ours for years. So she contacted us. So, you know, we'll play the chat in a little bit, but it is a, it's a very interesting kind of um, – uh, it was a new new ballpark for us. Mm. Um, this is a podcast channel, in case you're wondering, um, that has different episodes of different – uh, different types right across the week. Um, an interview like the one that you'll hear in a little bit, there's chats between um, Stace and I. Um, we did a catch-up um, a couple of days ago this week about uh, periods or about all different different colours, different conversations. Um, yeah, relationships, you know, having your identity around your work, ways to improve yourself, ways to be your best self is something that we really pride ourselves on doing here at the Think Girls Pod Channel, but we know how to have a laugh and not take ourselves too seriously in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but this chat, as we said, Renee, has been a really unique discussion and we wanted to be able to ask the questions that so many of you were 
were potentially wondering around how a family approaches such a thing. How do you grow up knowing that your auntie that you that you apparently look so much alike is missing? Is the, are the conversations had in a classic Australian country home? Are they bypassed? How do you feel like you identify to somebody that has has gone gone for so long it there just there were so many different thoughts about how one grows up in an environment like that yeah hope you enjoy this chat oh make sure you listen to that podcast too we'll check the link in show notes oh teacher's pet mm-hmm. if you haven't already yeah yep. thanks so much for your time renee uh here's renee sims renee sims welcome to the thinker girls pod channel thank you it's good to have you here it's good to be here yeah <laughs> we're really appreciative that yeah i mean so do you have you listened to our show before or yeah okay. for like four or five years oh, so the actual podcast yeah yeah really. yeah so to the podcast before the radio show yes well Shit. before that babes you yeah. went oh geez. how did yeah. you how did you find us i have no idea but i found you and then i went back and i downloaded your entire back catalog and listen to that. So you know us very well. Oh, I do, do. So this is a bit strange. Well, it's a bit strange for us because I think there is this feeling, and not just for us, but anybody, and not just this country, but the whole world, the teacher's mm. pet as a podcast has just taken the, the globe by storm. Yeah. And there would be so many people with that feeling of knowing so much about you and your home life and your family life. And or feeling like you know, they do. You're feeling yeah. like they do. Oh, well, knowing bits and pieces, knowing more than they would know of a random person in the street. Mm. How has that felt over the last few months? Because obviously this has been a big part of your life growing up. It's been normal for you. But also the fact that now strangers would know these parts about your family. I I try not to think about it because I think that would probably do my head in. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, even when the podcast has been coming out, I've been learning things that I haven't known before. So... It's yeah. It's a, it's been a learning experience for me too. Yeah, right. Because obviously, as they started to investigate a lot of parts of this particular story that the police hadn't investigated, we were all learning about at the same time. Your family was right. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting that we're so excited to talk to you over something that's so terrible. You know, there is this weird energy right now that I'm feeling. That is like so lovely to meet you and just as a posse member and just somebody that that does Mm. that and as a person. But then it's interesting because, you know, you feel this almost this kind of... um, It's a sense of guilt kind of to feel... To feel excited excited about wanting to to crack something for you guys. You know, there's there's certainly a real strong energy there, which is obviously why the podcast has been so successful. Have you found that hard to navigate because obviously now there's hype and almost fame and interest about something that's incredibly personal and and is incredibly sad I think I think you really just have to take the good out of it because Mm. we we were getting nowhere before this we would occasionally be on tv there'd be a story on a current affair or something like that and we just felt like we were constantly banging our heads against a wall. We weren't getting anywhere. Mm. And now it feels like we actually might yeah. get somewhere. Mm. So while, sure, a lot of people know now about my auntie and what potentially happened to her, um, we feel like we might get some answers now, which mm. is something we haven't felt for quite a while. Talk, talk to us about, like, growing up as this being a part of your family. Like, was that from a really young age that was just you never really know what happened to Annie Lynn, like, or how? Yeah, what was the story? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just intrigued because I guess from a young age, 
there are just any like you cast your mind back to other bits and pieces that as part of your family feel quite normal or that's just the way things were growing up and it's not sometimes until you're an adult or a bit older you look back and you go oh okay that's interesting just as a kid you kind of told and that's kind of it what was the case for you do you remember when you found out or you were told that there was some kind of you know story around what happened to her yeah I don't really remember I think I just grew up knowing she was missing and I don't know when that turned into she's been murdered and when suspicion Mm. was cast over Chris maybe I was too young to notice that shift because when my parents went to meet with Joanne for the first time I was about eight so I I don't I have no recollection yeah. of that. And your dad is Greg. Yes. And is your so is it Greg and Marilyn? So Greg and Marilyn. Marilyn. So they're yeah. your parents. Yes. Okay. So you hear them a lot on the yeah, podcast, you do. and yeah. and they the your mum speaks so mm. well on the show. A like, lot of people have said yeah. that. I just think she had this really pivotal role in being a step outside, but a step inside. And I yeah. just think she, from what. the way that they've told the story and and how you hear in her voice she just oh she just had such grace through the whole of the juggle of both but then it was very important that grace of the way that she kind of helped things move along I really do think that she was just instrumental in movement Mm, in a very subtle graceful way which is lovely to meet you and think that that's your mum too with that, do you remember being told about your auntie and, and was there was that your house the kind of house that spoke about people that had passed? Because I know that wasn't necessarily the case in my house. It wasn't that, it, that, that death or someone not being there was a bad thing, but it certainly, I don't know, death isn't normalised. It wasn't normalised for me growing up as the way that it tends to be a little bit more now. Yeah, I, I don't remember having any discussions about her, but that doesn't mean we didn't yeah um we definitely spent some time growing up with Sharon and Chanel Mm -hmm. so they would come down to my nan and pa's house so they're your cousins they're my cousins yeah Yeah. who are um Lynette and Chris's daughter two daughters yeah 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 so they would come down to my nan and pa's house in their school holidays and we would come and catch up with them but I, I don't, yeah, as for conversations we had specifically about Lynn. And so what's the age difference there? Because you, were you alive when, before she, like, so... No, I was born about 18 months after she right. went missing. Okay, she went missing. Yeah, so right. so your your cousins, are, are they a fair bit older than you? Or They're about... Similar, a couple of years? Three and five years older, Okay. So so was there a, there a time when you were younger that you, as you said, you know, you'd see them at Nana Pa's house, blah, 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 but then was there a time where you lost contact? Are you still in contact at all? We're in quite close contact with Chanel. Yeah. Um, go and visit her, those sorts of things. Sharon... Again, is so well-spoken. I know. Man, that podcast. She comes across exactly as she is. Oh, that's so nice. She, yeah. That, yeah. It's a really nice thing to hear because every time I hear her, I'm just oh my goodness kind of similar as you said about your mum like really blown away at how I don't know she's just uh, frames things like the way that she's been able to kind of navigate that and be so open and vulnerable in terms of her own healing and how hard that's been yeah Yeah. she's so well thought out Mm. everything she says is so beautifully thought out and She's yeah. done a lot of work on herself. You can tell yes. that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so you're in contact with her and, and not the other si- not your other Sharon. cousin. Yeah. Okay. And so where does the line in the sand, where does that happen for you guys? So the girls grow up and they start to make their own decisions or was there something in the past that that shifted 
that you didn't have a relationship with her and you had one with her sister? So the last thing I remember with Sharon was my nan's funeral. So that was in 2001 and... I remember sitting at her wake and I don't know if it was a conscious thought on How my How old would you part. have been, Renee? I had just turned 18. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was a conscious part on my thought or whether it was something that someone spoke, but there was definitely the thought, this is the last time we'll see Sharon. Really? Yeah. Who, so, was, the younger, who was the youngest of Lynette, Lynette's two daughters, yep. right? Yeah. So it was... Why? Was, what, what, like, what? I, don't, I don't know whether she'd sort of made that clear that she was coming to say goodbye to nan and the rest of us she wasn't really interested in yeah okay i'm yeah i just remember having that vibe about the situation when she said bye it was bye yeah Yeah. Yeah. was chris at your nan's funeral not not in my memory no and i wouldn't have thought no no yeah as Stacey said the, the story is so sad and and tragic and i think that one of the um also sad things that i take out whenever i hear um, you know, your nan's spoken about. I think there's so many people that would relate to that that have parents or grandparents that kind of live in that sense of hope but also denial. Yeah. You know, and my my mum and my nan are just very similar to that in that if something awful, you know, you, there was potentially suspected, sometimes it would be easier to live in that place of, oh, well, no, Chris, or nobody could ever possibly do that to Lynette. Do you remember much about that? You were 18 when she passed away. So your nan having that kind of hope burning alive, hoping that her daughter would still be somewhere, even speaking about going through public train stations and areas looking for her years and years after she suspected to be murdered by her then husband. Yeah. So I think the realization came from my nan. She spent, so my pa passed away about nine months before she did. And she spent the entire funeral just looking at the doors and she said if if Lynn was alive there is no way she would have missed this so that was her realization moment that there was absolutely no way that Lynn was alive yeah did she talk about her do you remember like her bringing up bringing her up or I have no memory of that but I do remember um I, I it's quite strange listening to the podcast because my memories of my nan are just of this like vibrant happy lady who just loved everything yeah. and hearing the podcast it's like wow she was actually really sad and so layered. and we had no idea yeah. as kids yeah. growing up that was never something that we saw of her mm. so yeah that's been quite eye-opening yeah I think it's interesting as well isn't it because god it must it's so exposing on so many fronts I mean you know people you know your family but you don't know what they did at 12 o'clock last Wednesday or you don't know that they Mm. wrote a letter on this day or they wrote this in their journal you know that that would have been and so when you were listening to that and you were thinking about your nan what did you take away from it that you learnt more from her like what 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 what's is your I guess perception of that woman altered yeah a little bit I mean I I think it just gave her a bit more depth to be honest like Mm. it just made me see her in a completely different way not in a bad change Mm. but just it's almost like I got to know her a little bit better Mm. as a woman as as opposed you know how sometimes we often see our parents as our parents but not as people it takes a while for you to get to this adult place I think probably even more so with grandparents you have that perception that your nan's just your nan and you talk about what your cousins are up to and you don't actually really know much about them as a person so that's kind of 
a strange but nice is that has that been a nice experience not nice I, but like to be able so. to see her in a different way I suppose yeah, the, that I strength so. obviously yeah the strength for her to be able to convey to her kids and her grandkids that she's a happy person that almost feels yeah. like that would have been more more laborsome yeah because she yeah. loved you guys yeah Mm. Yeah. So take us through the process of when Hadley got in touch with your family. What what was that like? Hadley approached mum and dad and said, I, I want to do a podcast. I don't really know what a podcast is, but I, I want to do one. Mm. And mum and dad also said, I don't know what a podcast is. Um, I am obviously a podcaster. <laughs> you so, tell them, babe. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Educate the people. I, I love true crime as well. Mm. And so I sort of had an idea about maybe what could happen mm. with the podcast. So I was like, yeah, I think you guys need to give this a go because, you know, what are you going to lose? Mm. There's nothing to lose. We never, ever would have thought it would have gotten to this point. Really? It's huge. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Has, has that been... Is that what's that experience been like to see the success and the in and the interest around and not just in this country but around it like around the globe? Yeah, it's, what's that? Be, has that been at times kind of overwhelming? I know you said yeah. you're taking the good out of it, but but are there times when you go, or, or not just you, but maybe other members of your family go, what have we done here? You know, like is this not in a bad way? Mm. I think sometimes we find it a little overwhelming, but you know, you can just take a step back and I don't know turn off social media or whatever Mm. there's actually a Facebook fan page that just goes off as soon as an episode is released it just it goes crazy people posting theories and all sorts of stuff do you you have to shield yourself from that stuff Um, is that a bit unsettling sometimes it's it's been okay, actually. Mm. Yeah, the support in there has been incredible. When you say overwhelmed, what are the kind of th- has have you been contacted by media? Like, do you get contacted by like listeners? What's what has been some of the random things that have come out of this for you and your inbox? <laughs> so I'll just occasionally I'll just be sitting at work doing my thing, and my phone will ring, and it'll be like, oh, you know, I'm a producer from a current affair, or I work for this newspaper or this magazine or whatever. Can you just give us an interview? I'm like, in the middle of my job right now (laughs) so that's that's been interesting because this is not this is not something that anyone in the family has really experienced before like we don't we don't I guess court attention A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I I want to know what it was like because I think... um. Having not like not even known Lynn or anything about her until this podcast series, and I'm sure a lot of people would would relate to this. 
Yeah, and you could hear the excitement in, in Headley's voice almost to find that um, documentary, the Checkerboard documentary. Yep. Um, that if you listen to the podcast, obviously this is the point, the, this footage that has been found years and years later done into the closeness of twins shot in the 80s and there is vision and audio of Lynn um, speaking to, you know, both your uncles. It was an ABC show, Yeah, an right? ABC documentary, yeah. Yes. right? God bless their archiving system. Oh, my yeah, God. Because I, I, I don't know. think any other station would have been able to, if they, they might have, uh, yeah, I don't think that it would have been as successful with any other network. The second I heard that on that episode, I didn't even finish listening, I paused and I got out Google and I Googled checkerboard because I was just so yes. intrigued to get a visual on this woman that I felt like I had built this relationship and rapport with, you know, her family and you guys. And I just, there was something quite um lovely but haunting about seeing her face, the way she speaks, the way she holds her hands, the way she looked at Chris, the way she was softly spoken. What was that like as somebody, as you said, you know, that, that had never really met her, that, that passed away? So you said she she passed away before you were born. Yeah, yeah. What was that like for you as the family to be able to find something that, you know, you never had really anticipated to be able to find footage like that of Lynn? Yeah, I think you can hear my dad on the podcast. He mm. actually calls Headley, and you can just hear the excitement yeah. in his voice mm. that that they've found that he mm. was yeah beside himself. Yeah, yeah. This particular point, I remember almost like your dad was like almost like your dad had acknowledgement of who he remembered her to be. Obviously, he knows his sister, but there's this... He would have just spent so long talking about her as a piece of paper or as a fact or as all of these different mm. evidence points or, or, you know, and then found out so much about her marriage after she had gone. So he's learnt about her, mm. learnt about all the different thoughts that could have happened as well. So it is was just so lovely to hear him be acknowledged on what he remembered her to be and then just yeah kind of have that yet you're on the right path from that vision do you see that in a way the podcast has brought a spark in him that even though this has happened there's been parts of him that have been kind of revived I'm I'm not really sure I guess to to be honest I think these have like the podcast has probably affected him probably more than anyone it mm. you know in my immediate family mm. um i don't live near them so i don't mm. get to see them i haven't seen them a lot during the podcast process mm. um but i know that he does just like to take himself away and just mm. think through the whole what you know everything that's been revealed in each episode and um it's quite cute here my mum sit together in a room and would get the episode up and they'd sit there and hold hands and listen to the episode. Oh, that's actually just, yeah, that's yeah. gave me goosebumps. <laughs> but there is there's something like this, this energy of, I don't know, it's so hard to put into words because like you keep saying, there's like this sadness met with this hope. Mm. And then there's this like, this excitement in his voice of just being able to relive the things that I think he remembers of his sister mm. because in 36 years there's a lot of stories mm. that you can play in your head and a lot of stories that played out I think that better explained what I was trying to say I want to know in terms of this process and, and as we've been speaking about there's so much interest and so much media interest around speaking to you guys as the family as this um, as this crusade to find out what happened to your auntie continues and no doubt there is this real groundswell. And I think a lot of people that listen to the podcast, as you said, we'll get to the bottom of it. We will figure that out. 
how what's the process like in terms of speaking to media and those kind of things do you guys have like all right well Renee you'd be really good at this or or your dad's like nah I'm, I'm tapping out or you have a go at this love or you know what's that process like in terms of because I think you've been quite at the forefront you were incredibly intelligent very well spoken and articulated so like is that something that you put up your hand willingly to do and say or (laughs) how did that I mean intrigued into how that kind of came about within the family if there were discussions and someone you know you draw the short straw (laughs) yeah that's pretty much what happened actually we um usually it's down to dad and pat um his sister one of my cousins got a message from a producer at Sunrise. So I went, okay, I'll take one for the team. Okay. And then it's just, yeah, kind of snowballed from so, there. Right. And so and and so you, you all just really look at this as a bit of a team effort, family affair. Yep. Yeah, right. So Pat, so you've got other cousins. Yes. Pat's got kids. Yeah, she's got four kids. Okay, she's got four. And yep. you guys, and what's your, like a Christmas look like? Are you guys traditional where you get together every Christmas? Like what's your relationship with your cousins and, and how do you guys do your gatherings? So we're probably, in terms of our family, we're probably closer to my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting. Only since the podcast has come out, Dad has said that Lynn was sort of the – you know how in every family the there's, there's mm, someone who's the, the organiser yeah. and they my, get everyone together. My yeah. auntie was that and she passed away too. So it definitely affected affected well, Christmases and, and a mm. lot of the catch-ups. I completely understand. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I'm Facebook friends with all of them. So mm. that's that's a start. They do live all over the state and all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that obviously makes it difficult. We don't catch up regularly yeah. but we are in contact yeah right yeah. and a lot of people have said um that you look a lot like lynn mm. is that something that you were told before this all the podcast all came about was that something that was brought to your attention or has no. it been since the podcast <laughs> just since the podcast yeah, yeah right yeah and i think probably maybe it takes that outside person to notice yeah similarities oh my god my family is shocking like that any baby picture like oh yep that looks like jim when he was a baby get the baby for you know it's just insane but there, there i you, guess there wouldn't have been yeah there's a sensitive energy photo, had you seen photos of her when you were younger yeah yeah and yeah. growing up as little girls yeah. chanel and i look quite similar mm. so yeah i want to talk about um a bit of the i suppose just the absolute i don't even know what to call it um response of the issues within schools in the northern beaches that's come out of this podcast what do you know about the action that's going on in regards to that in particular and have you guys been involved or been asked to be involved in any of those like media or is that kind of stayed very separate to this particular case so we haven't been involved in that side of things i know it's got that a name up, doesn't it what's yeah, it the task southwood, yeah. i think yeah. what's it called strike force that's right southwood yeah yeah, yeah. um that's uh i think is is definitely a positive step um we're not really that involved in that as in our family is not that involved in that side of things um we're sort of leaving that more to the the chroma high mm-hmm. people that were involved and which by the sounds of it have kind of established a real sense of community and yeah. support and and strengthened you know singular voices to be one voice now that 
this kind of has started to snowball and come out. Yeah, and I think that's one of the surprising things. And to come out of the podcast, I don't think Headley thought mm. that it would be as big as as it has ended up. I who who even wants to imagine that it was going to be as big as what it was? Yeah. You know, in this instance, the case from all of the evidence that we look at is horrific enough than to think that there were so many other victims around this time mm. at, in those schools getting and I, I think the word that really stayed with me that was used through the podcast was groomed I yeah. think that was the word that really concerned me and I think Joanne fell quite under that that particular banner and that word is that how your family believe joanne to fit into this that that she is a victim yeah i think so yeah Mm. i I don't think blame can be placed with her at all i i don't know i i think if i put myself in that situation i just Mm. you wouldn't know what to do Mm. are there parts of you listening back renee and as you said you learnt so much about your your grandparents about you know your auntie about other you know members of your family through this podcast process with the rest of the world are there, are there parts of you, because I know when, when I listen personally, I'm like, Fuck. you know, you hear it t- 15 times over the same thing where someone goes, if I just, you just didn't say anything yeah, or I wish I had of now. And you just think, oh, if you just had have told one person, then, then there's two people and then those two people tell one other person. Is there part of you that feels a little bit, maybe frustrated is not the right word, but hearing bits and pieces where you go, oh, dad, like, why didn't you say something? Or mum, like... My goodness. Yeah. If only. I have spoken to them about that. Like, oh, why, you know, why was there not sort of conversations had between each other? And dad or mum has said, you have to understand at the time we were living on a farm. There was no phone in the house. If Nan wanted to get in contact with dad, she had to wait till she knew he was at the police station and call him at work. But that doesn't mean he'd be able to take the call or that he'd even be in the police station at the time to take the call Mm. so just even trying to get information back and forth it's just not like it was Mm. it's not like it is now not to mention I think it's so important to point out you've just given us a bit of a picture of your dad even though we all had a giggle because you're like oh dad's probably gonna hate you know (laughs) that he does it he gets off the phone and sounds like Mm. he doesn't care we all know that that's just how some dads are but I think often when we go back and look at those situations you forget who the people are and that often when we even think about how we are with our parents, oh, shit, I haven't spoken to this, you know, I haven't spoken to mum this week or I haven't spoken to – think about – I don't know. I, I know that it was around her going missing, but from their understanding at that time, right, they're thinking she's gone missing, yeah. not known any information that foul play could have happened. So he's mm. maybe not talking to his mum all the time. You know, mm. it's just kind of trippy to think we know all this information now, mm. but none of it was known then. And so – I guess um, from what from where the podcast stands and from those of you that may be up to the, the final episode, listen to the, the entire first season or not, um, the, it's, it's kind of come to a pause and there's going to be a break. What have, what's your family been told about the next steps from the team at The Australian and, and Headley? So Headley has a number of leads that he wants to follow um, that he just did not have time to do while the podcast was evolving. Mm. So... He said this is definitely a pause. It's not an end. Um, so, yeah, we've just got to give him time to, mm. to look into those leads that have come up. And, so, le- and legally, what's, what's, what, what are, what's the process at the moment? 
As in where the case is? Yeah. So in May, the police finished their brief um, for the case and they've submitted that to the DPP. Do you get any kind of indication as to when that will be assessed? You'll get any kind of light as to where they're sitting with it? In the past, it was between six and nine months. I don't know if they've got more evidence to go through this time, so whether it will take a longer period of time. But, yeah, probably around six to nine months as a guide. And you would think that now with the, the, the national and global interest around this case that that, you know, would put a firecracker up. You know, like there, there's a real, there's a light shining well, on the so DPP interesting. now. It's so interesting and it shows how patient you are and how much you've been through this process or your family's been through this process. Because even how you just said then, more evidence may take more time. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like it's just like more, exactly. Like mm. it's like this should be take more evidence should be less time mm. considering yeah. what they've put you through. But that isn't the case and that's not what they have to do. But I suppose as a lot of people have said you want this time to be the time. Yes. Yeah. So you've waited long enough. Yeah, you and don't... as my dad says, they're not getting any younger. So Well, that's what yeah. I thought of. Yeah. That's how, what I and thought how old of. Would, how old would Chris be now? Chris just turned 70. Yes, okay. Get moving. Yeah, yeah. come on, guys. TikTok. Well, this is the thing. The, the, the public interest has been, has, so, has been so strong that people on, on the northern beaches said, we'll rally together and buy the house yeah. that Lynn, we think, is buried in the backyard of tr- to and dig that's, it up. That's a true – that's like – that's a realistic, true statement. People have said yeah. that they would pay money. Yep. Right. Like the police have said probably not like don't. <laughs> yeah. But um that that but just to give people an indication of the level of kind of um commitment uh, yeah, investment. Com- yeah. yeah, in real um have actually genuinely been touched to chip in money to buy the house to yeah. get to the bottom of it. I want to ask you how you feel with with just with Chris and even just bringing up his name in on the podcast in this room in my house. I feel I start to feel a bit sick. Because at the end of the day, regardless as if this man is convicted with a crime that many of us believe has happened, there has been horrific, disgraceful, abusive behaviour that's gone on that can be easily proven if this is not if, if the death of your auntie is not one of them. Are you afraid of him? Like, how do you feel? Like, is it a scary thought that he's out there, you know, that he's manipulated? Like... I'm not saying that we're three years old and he's the boogeyman, but how do you how do you go about that person being alive in this country? I just I don't give him any thought. You don't. Mm. No, no, I don't think you can. Because otherwise, how how are you going to live the rest of your life if you're just constantly scared of someone like that being out and around? Mm. Yeah, mm. it's very admirable. Yeah, you think. <laughs> Yeah, I do. I, I think do. You've been taught, I think you've been taught that from the way that you've been raised, though, too, yeah. with your yeah, parents. Probably. Like, there has to be an element of that thinking to survive, right? Yeah, I guess so. And so underlying with this with your family, you know, sometimes you look back and you think, okay, that definitely shifted us, that shaped us. And, and now with all of the information you have from the podcast, what are your takeaways of what you think this has contributed to the way your parents are. Is there anything that they, you know, that you kind of are now putting the pieces together? I always knew this, but mum is very much the driver. So she will, like you said with Joanne, she will be the one to say, no, I think, I guess 
she's the one that will step back and take herself out of the situation and think what is what is best for this mm. um what's the bigger picture yeah mm. yeah, yeah um so I, I don't know that I've necessarily learnt anything about about them. I think it's more just confirmed yeah. my ideas of them. And what yeah, about your dad? Right. Um, dad. Oh, dad. <laughs> oh, dear old dad. Oh, Greg. He, uh, I don't know. He's a very simple man, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No. No, no, um, no. It's a very common trait of Australian men. Yeah. Especially Australian country men. Yeah. Well, he grew up in Clavelli, so he's not too country. But he lives on, like, they lived on property, right? They did, yeah. 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 Not so much anymore? No, no, no. They live in Newcastle Okay, now. yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I think sometimes, though, but, I mean, maybe it's just those old school values, you yeah. know, where it's you, you don't spoke, you don't speak until you've spoken to, you know, you yeah, are polite, was, yeah. You, yeah. you're a good man, you've got good values, but mm. they're simple, you yeah. know, mm. I think. Yep. Um, but that's, that's a very common thing. that's not necessarily always a bad thing. No. I don't think. No, I think with dad, you always know what you're going to get. Mm. You just, yeah, it's just, he's just dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 right. Yeah. The patience and the courage to be able to share this has given a lot of people, I guess, this understanding of just the horrific nature it can be. People don't talk up when they're abused. It doesn't happen. People have started to understand that that is, it's not black and white. Mm. And so I think, you know, your family should also be very proud of the fact that by pushing through and being able to share Lynette's story I think we as a community have learnt and grown about what this is that's really nice (laughs) it's touched something that has made people really think before they say well she didn't say anything she didn't speak up there's something very real about this that's why it's so popular because it feels so close to home and so familiar and it's been told very well but it's very real Mm, and you guys Mm. have shared the journals shared all of you know you've put all of that out there for justice for her but on, on the exchange of that, there's been incredible impact. Mm. So, you know, we completely applaud that. We really do. Thanks. Mm. Thanks for your time, Renee. No worries. Thanks. Thinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of the podcast shows, all of the different articles featuring our guests and posse members and all the content that Christy and I bring on a weekly basis. It is the place where everything is kept. Thethinkergirls.com.au This podcast is presented by The Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. This podcast is produced by me, Christy Mercer, and edited by our podcast producer, Jordan Lott. 